For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Roslyn's Corner. Of course, you know, we're always going to have a great time here on the radio show. And like I tell everyone, you know what, kick back, relax. We're going to have a good time with our guest tonight. He's going to share some great, great things that uh, he's been doing and, of course, uh, how he's impacting uh, his community and how he looks to impact the community worldwide. But, you know, we always like to start out talking about T25CL and the great ventures that we are uh, uh, leading into, uh, starting with uh, a lot of things with our music, uh, the industry, uh, and being connected to several great people who are looking to collaborate with T25CL in um, getting our platform uh, to a new venue that we're going to be opening soon, uh, that we're going to have a stage, and it's going to be so awesome. And and the people that's going to be on this line, I know there are some talented individuals that we would love to bring in as well. Well, but first of all, you know, I, like I said, everybody, let's have a good time. Go to www.t25cl Galaxy Talk Radio and uh, just go in there to Roslyn's Corner and you'll see the number to dial in or just if you just want to just listen in, that's fine too. All right, so tonight I want to introduce my guest. Uh, my guest, well, they say he was born in, in 61. He's still a young man. But he says as, as an adolescent, uh, he quickly joined a well-known gang called the Rolling 60s. Come on, somebody. Being a product of his environment, he became involved in illegal activities, all that illicit stuff, but that's behind him, okay, thereby resulting in some, some incarceration time and ultimately the last eight years in federal prison. But that's behind him. That's in the past. But during this last time that he was there, he said that the Lord revealed to him his purpose. While incarcerated, he obtained many vocational certificates, come on, somebody, and earned his associate degree in business. These tools will be used to launch what he calls the program, the Real Change Program. The Real Change Program mission is to change the plight of communities like his when he was a child. And he says he's partnered with chief federal justice, justice, community leaders, city officials, and pastors in Dayton, Ohio. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, my guest is calling all the way from the East Coast. And this is to rehab uh, um, the, 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 the communities, the properties, empower the inner cities, uh, disadvantaged, disenfranchised uh, communities, and they say that we are soliciting each neighborhood to be actively involved in uplifting their neighborhoods for present and future generations, somebody. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome to Rosalind's Corner, Leon Morris. Welcome, my brother. 
How you doing, Rosalind? I'm doing very well, sir, very well. Well, it's an honor to have you and calling in all the way from Dayton, Ohio. But you are definitely, you definitely, uh, you are California, California brother, born here and raised here. Yes, I am. All right, very good. Well, you know what I like to do, and this is what I do with all my guests when I have them call in, because uh, people may not have heard about you or what you've done in your life. And so what I would like for you to share with my listening audience, first of all, how did it all begin with the Rolling 60s? Because you think about all the young men uh, back in the 70s and 80s, I mean, in California, you think about, especially when you were in South Central in L.A., uh, man, if you weren't part of a gang, they was trying to jump you into one. Tell us about that, that experience in your life. And that is so true. Um, it goes from street to street. You can go from 60th Street to 54th Street, and there's a different gang. You can go from 71st Street to 83rd or 79th, there's another game. So you're right. It's always a new twist. It's always somebody trying to pull you. But let me say this, um, because in the beginning, um, you know, they had the um, the Black Panthers, right? And we're all Correct. quite aware mm-hmm. of the Black Panthers. And what the Black Panthers were trying to do before they got derailed was to uplift the communities and help the blacks because at those particular times and even before that, uh, we were the oppressed people. So we were at a grave disadvantage. So people sought out to try to give us an advantage, right or wrong. This was the ideology. When Mm -hmm. the Crips spin off of that, um, it was to uplift the community. But it quickly fell short because pride, lust of the flesh, and just the general things in life. Because we can talk right now, um, even the people with us on this radio station, we can talk and we can come up with a plan, right? But somewhere mm-hmm. along the line when you go tell somebody and then they tell somebody else, you know how that scenario goes. It ends up way different when it gets to seven or eight people down the street. So what has happened was uh, it went from a positive thing quickly to something negative. And it all started with a guy named Raymond Washington on the east side of Los Angeles. Um, he's close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and he died um, in 1979, right? He died in 79. But right before he died, this is where Tookie came in. Um, he went on the west side because Tookie was known on the west side. Yeah. He and the male used to hang out at Sentinella Park, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So here, here's another scenario. Tookie caught a case in 79, and he tried to take all the glory of starting the Crips, and he tried to run with that. Um, but before, when he was recruited, he would take 
Because he was a pretty big guy. He was a pretty big guy. Now, I remember it. You know, I was oh, yeah. around him. He was a pretty mm-hmm. big guy, and he intimidated a lot of people. So he had five or six of these guys around him that were scared. And back then, they were taking tennis shoes, leather coats, and, and, and whatever else they can get their hands on. Well, he was on Sherm, and you know how that goes. He's taking these other brothers, and they're robbing these other brothers. So it's black on black. So now you have another set of people that wanted to defend our people. And you notice back in the day, everybody in the, in the early uh, 70s, everybody was called young blood, little blood, hey blood. You know, it was just a black saying. So from that black saying generated these gangs. First it was the Crips, then it went to the Crips. And now you had the Crips against the blood because of certain individuals going to rob and, you know, and it just opened the door for the devil. And the killing started, and, and it never got back. And it got so bad to where it is today, where you have Crips killing Crips, Bloods killing Pyros, and Bloods killing Bloods, and it's just a mess. So, well, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I was looking at, the, you know, the history of, of the Crips. You know the 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 even the eight trays that the eight trays you know that was a a a, a big gang too. But um, you think about and even with Tookie, you know with Tookie, I mean even while he was in jail in the prison yard, you got what, stabbed a few you know, a number of times by that by that um, guy named Cox um, who wanted to take the, the place of being the big man on the yard. Right. Um, but when you were in it, I mean, you think about all those, you know, man, I mean, it, even still today, I mean, um, with the gangs, uh, the Crips and the Bloods and, you know, the Pyrus, then it broke down to, you know, the different uh, different gangs, you know, you, the A-Trays and, and the Schoolyard Crips and uh, what you call it. Um, well, of course, it was the A-Trays, but there were so many uh, sects of the different of the different Crips. I'm, I'm thinking the Crips was just one big gang, but that's not the case because then it changed in the, in the 80s and in uh, when the decades with 2000 came around, you know, there was different cliques. Um, and tell me which one that it. How did you get into that? How, what made you get into the to the gang? Well, like I said, when when um, when it first started off, it was a, a, a more of a put some money in your pocket and um, you know try to uplift the neighborhood and better yourself, you know. Yeah. And, and then, like I said, you get into the lust of the flesh, and you know you start desiring all these things of the flesh: the women, the the fame. You want your name ringing everybody to know you, you know, these are the things that people set out for, you know. Um, And however they had to do that, they did that. Whether it was hustling and making a lot of money and people knew you like that, or it was uh, going to get the enemy. You see what I mean? And and, Mm -hmm. and your name got out there like that. But it all boiled down to that lust of the flesh. We know that that lust of the flesh is going to send us straight to somewhere that we don't want to go, in the hell. Come on. 
Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, you're here at 225CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Roswell's Corner. Now, I, I, I do have a, a special young lady that's on the line here uh, that I've had on my show before who is very talented but is also your sister-in-law. Is that correct? Is that Ms. Ruby? Ms. Ruby, are yeah. you there? Hi. Hi. And let me ask I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for calling in. Um, of course. I appreciate this opportunity. Yeah, very good. Very good. Well, tell us a little about, about because you've uh, known your brother-in-law for how many years now? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, have known, I have known this cat for over 40 years. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. So, so tell us of of your experience of you know knowing him. I you said forty years, so he was he was still in the gang then, wasn't he? Um, probably more so that I was aware of, but I just knew him as coming from a household where he had a wonderful praying mother, and um, I also know him for. Uh, always having his own, being his own self and man. And uh, I'm just so grateful that he has this opportunity to speak on his experiences, and hopefully someone that's listening will get something and benefit from it. Exactly, exactly. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio. I know we have several callers on the line. Don't go anywhere, callers, because I'm going to pull you up in a minute, okay? But um, we're going to go jump ahead. Let's see who we have on the line right now. Caller, give us your name and where you're calling in from. Caller, are you there or are you just listening? I'm still here. All right, there's another call on the line. Okay, let's see who else is on the line. Uh, someone calling from East South California. Caller, give us your name. Where are you calling in from? I'm calling. My name is Ruby. Hi, Ruby. Hi, how are you? Hi, Rosalind. Hi. Oh, well, I thought I just had Ruby on the line. <laughs> but that's okay. No, no there was someone you. else. Oh, I apologize. I apologize. That's my bad. My bad. She sounds like you know. Sounds like he's very popular here. Yes, very much so. Very much so. Well, tell us your experience with our brother here and how you know him. Well, uh, Leon Morris is my sister's husband, and I'm very proud of him and his success and him, you know, wanting to clean up the neighborhood and, you know, um, you know, uh, 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 talk to the younger people about gang-infested, you know, neighborhoods and all that. And I've learned a lot from him, and I'm just so appreciative of him. And he's such of a wonderful husband to my sister. And what they're trying to do is really going to motivate and empower a lot of, you know, our younger people then as well as people my age. So I'm really proud and I'm happy to hear that he's really into this. And exactly. they can you want him on your show, you know, so you can get the word exactly. out. Yes, yes, definitely going to get the word out because you think about mm-hmm. the 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 um um the agenda and what you're trying to do with your program, and we're going to go into that in a little bit um, because we do still have several people on the line. But what I want I want you to do is is I know 
through your life and all those things that you have gone through, I mean, through the prisons and through the system and seeing so many of our young men uh, incarcerated from gang violence, from drugs, from, you know, gang banging and all and that comes from, you know, South Central, you know, the Crips and the Bloods, you know, the, the life that was led and still are leading, um, it, it's been, you know, it, it's gone down the wrong path. And it, it, like you said, initially it started out like the, like the Black Panthers wanted to assist with uh, the um, our black people uh, to see them get a, a better advantage in life. But somewhere around, along the road, um, everything went haywire. Uh, with the gangs, everything went haywire. Um, but let me ask you this, um, Leon, um, what turned your life around? What What was that incentive? Who was in your life that said, hey, this is not the way to go? I know you had a praying mom. Uh, we, that's, that's the number one thing is that we have family support. To say, you know what? Sometimes you you be like your grandma. You gotta go upside your head a couple of times because that's the kind of grandma. That's the kind of people I grew up with. Okay, well, my grandma. They go upside your head and say, "Hey, daddy, this ain't the life." So tell us what what was it, or who was it that turned your life around? Well, I think the biggest um, eye opener was my mom. Because my mom was straightforward. She knew what was going on. And she also knew that, you know, we God gave us a freedom of choice. And it's not a thing where you can force anybody to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the, it, with the freedom of choice, we have to really make up our mind. Like the old saying says, you have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's right. And until you get to that point, you're going to um, fall to the lust of the flesh. So be it money, women, drugs, whatever it is, you're going to succumb to it. Until you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you go to jail enough, and sooner or later you miss your family, your mom passed, your dad passed, your kids grow up on you. It's, 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 it's a it's a combination of things, right, that brings you to the point where you want change in your life. And for me, all my life, I had fun doing what mm. I was doing in the street, making money, you know, and we think that that's okay, you know. And so as long as I got a few dollars in my pocket, I got a car, I got, I got, I got, and we think that that's good. You know, but when you get a little older and you get sick and tired like I did, and then um, my mom told me that, because she knew she was passing in 08 when I caught this last federal case, um, she told me, she didn't actually tell me she was passing, but I put it together later on because this is what she told me. She said, well, son, she said, this is going to be the biggest lesson that you'll ever learn. And I, I really didn't understand it then. But then, this is 08, but then 09, when she passed on me, that's when I knew that she knew 
and 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 it seemed like the veil just came down. And yeah. now, because you dread, I don't care who you are, you dread being in jail when your family members pass. So I was there in the scenario that I vowed I wouldn't get in, and it was time to learn a lesson. So God, my mom praying all this time, God has put on my spirit to really change. I mean, it's over. You know, I've, I've, I've been in and out of jail since 1987, you know, in this prison, in this prison, in this prison, you know. And what complicates the situation, when you get in these prison situations and you have um, a few guys, your homeboys, that are willing to assist you, you still continue to do corrupt and crooked stuff while in prison making money. So mm-hmm. it's like you put this a beat. You see, it keeps you it keeps you bound to the devil, but you, your life starts to get right. depleted. You know, your life starts to get depleted, and you start to understand that hey, man, I can't keep living like this. My mama gone, mm-hmm. daddy gone. You know, kids is hurting. My wife is out there by herself. You know, and you just say enough is enough. So here comes Obama. Talking about change, but you know the political change is not for real. So this is where I come up with the real change program because we have to have real change today. Okay, very good, very good. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you're here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio. That is inspiring because you can know that there are several, several people who are listening to this show right now uh, when it goes out to tell exactly what the show is about. There's a lot of people out there who are looking for some type of change and looking for answers, especially mothers who are looking for changes in their sons. Hey, even their daughters who are in gangs right now and need the direction. Okay, we got another caller online, and uh, see who this caller is. Caller, give me your name and where you're calling in from. My name is Maureen, and I'm calling from Palmdale, California. Welcome, Maureen. Thank you for calling into the radio station. And what is your question or comment for our guest tonight? Well, I just want to say to uh, Aaron, because we used to call him Aaron, not Leon, but I've known him for about 40 years, went to the same middle school together, riding the school bus. And one of the things I remember about him is he was always his own person, innovative, did what he wanted to do, even when he was doing things he shouldn't have been doing, but he was his own man. And I think when we run on self-will, as he has learned, it gets us into a lot of trouble. But thanks be to God that this man has turned his life around, and I have Mm -hmm. seen it over time when I hear about his accomplishments, when I see different things on Facebook, him and his wife, who was very devoted, she stood by him. I had to put my hats off to her, Ms. Berlin Morris, because I know I probably wouldn't have been able to do that, but she stood strong with her mate. And so I'm just so glad that he has turned his life around and is doing things there where he's living and making a difference and really hopefully can touch the lives of some young people as to where they can turn them, their lives around and so they won't end up 
uh, chronically incarcerated and institutionalized, and they will learn the first time out that, hey, this ain't the way to go. Because as we know, they're earmarking our young black men to go to jails, institutions, and early deaths. And we have, as a people, have to put a stop to that. But we cannot do it without strong men that are free and clean and sober making a difference in their community. So I applaud you for that, Aaron. Thank you. Well, let me ask you this, because this, this, you, you've hit on some great, great points right now. Because, number one, when you talk about our young black men and women as well, um, they don't have the mentorship that we really need for our black men to rise up to. That seems to be um, one of the points that we are lacking. Um, there's, there's, there's so far and few in between, and we, we, we praise uh, Brother Leon for being the man that he ha- is and how he's um, turned his whole life around and how he's looking to make a change in the neighborhood. There are so many that are trying to make a change, but we need more people, more of our African-Americans to raise up, especially our men. It's our men's duty to to mentor these young men who are out there um, doing what's not right. Um, Now, do we have your wife on the line? We do have your wife on the line, correct? Leon? Uh, I don't know. You haven't put put her through yet. Okay. All right. Very good. That's okay. Um, uh, we're going to go to the next caller. We're going to see who else is on the line. Caller, give us your name and where you're calling in from. Hello? Hello? Hello. My name is Rafael. I'm from L.A., California. Yes, sir. What's your question or comment for our guest tonight? Uh, uh, my boy Leon Aaron, me and him went to elementary school, kindergarten together, the knowing him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go, yeah, go ahead and laugh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love you too, asshole. Excuse my lady. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. All right, I want to make a comment. Uh, he's the only person, I don't have any brothers. That's the only person I look at as a real brother to. You know, I am an ex game member. Uh, I am an ex game member. I've been in prison. Uh, the better part of my life, you know. I love that man, you know. And I take my hat off to him as a person, you know, as as a real person, you know. And I, and I love him and what he's doing. He's doing something that uh, I didn't even imagine, you know. And I take my hat off to him. You know, saying I love that man, you know. All right, um, now. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because, you, like yeah. you said, you're an ex-gang member. Uh, uh, it looks like we got you got all your ex your classmates on here, Leon. But my question is, from my, uh, yeah. my brother, from my brother, yeah. let me ask you: Through uh, Leon's exampleship, has that turned your life around? Uh, my life turned around from heartaches and hard pain. My life turned around because. Uh, what people are saying, these rap videos and all that, by God's grace and mercy, I'm able to be a living example of being through it personally. He knows, you know, and he changed my life around as well. I changed his around. That's why we're through our hardships, you know, mm-hmm. you know, our sadness, you know, uh, our crying, 
when he got married, you know what I'm saying? I said, Tim, me and his mother, let her rest in peace, rode all the way from here to Palmdale to his wedding, you know, and it was, it was beautiful, you know, to see from, mm-hmm. we're talking about from elementary school to second grade to now, you know, and we're still here, you know, so uh, I'm saying it's here because I love the boy, you know. Man. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. And, and, and his example, what he's saying, it, it is a reality because he's seen it. He's personally seen it. You know, and I commend him for that. You know, uh-huh. I commend him. I mean, I commend him. My heart just goes out to him and his family. So. Very good. Very good. Well, thank you for yeah. calling in. We really appreciate that. Can yeah, uh, uh, I, 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 I say this? Yes, uh, go ahead. Can you give him a hug and a kiss for me? <laughs> <laughs> I think that'll come from his wife. <laughs> okay, this, this, okay, man, okay, this, this, uh, this, uh, this, this is the man who spent the night on your floor before the day of the wedding. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> Damn right. You know what I'm saying? Damn right. I love you. I love you, boy. I love you too, man. That's right. All right. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. All right. All right. Well, that's awesome. And you know what? Let me ask you this, uh, Leon, because, you know, you have people who are looking up to you and, um, and uh, you know, are so encouraging. But let me ask you this. I know there had to have been a time when, you know, all you had was your wife right there. Um, and I commend her, too. I'm serious, like my other sister was saying, man. I I don't know if I could have held on that long with my man going in and out of jail, you know, getting incarcerated every time I turn around, or out there slinging drugs, or you know, or, you know, or, you know, gang banging, or whatever the case might have been. Um, there's not a lot of strong women out there, you know. When you have a strong woman. And that's who God has appointed for you, my brother, because maybe you might not be where you are if you didn't have that strong support. That's right. Can I get an amen from there? Amen. That's right. Amen. 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 That's right. That's exactly right. Exactly right. So, you know, you think about that. I mean, was there a time where you just felt like you were going to falter, that you were going to fold, that you just could I know you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, of, but there's a time in your life when, you know, yeah, so you thought you'd be six feet in the grave. Well, um, just being honest, when you're in the street um, and you you make a choice to be in the street, and 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 you know you 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 can't be scared. You can't. You know what I mean? Because your very mm-hmm. life depends on um, your awareness. You know. Um, it, it depends on your security. You have to secure yourself. So being scared and timid and, and, and so on and so forth, it'll just hinder you. So you can't you can't live like that. Mm-hmm. You have you have to stay strong and you have to keep your um your eyes open. You gotta watch your back, you know. And these are things that you must do in the street, because the street eats you up. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Well, you know what, I do have, let's go. We have another caller on the line that's been holding for a minute. Caller, give us your name and where you're calling in from. Hello? This is, 
This hello, is Joe Knowledge. Well, hello. hello, Joe Knowledge. How are you, sir? Calling from South Central LA. The West is woke. Come on now. The West is woke. The West is woke. Okay. You've been listening on for a minute. What's your question or comment for our guest tonight? Uh, well, I haven't really heard, you know, too much uh, uh, um, about his uh, programs and everything, which I'm waiting to hear. Yeah, we're going to go into that. But I can't take my hat off to another African male taking their time to teach the youth because we seem to have lost that. You know, I grew up in a time in Compton. Matter of fact, I'm working on a documentary called Before the Lines Were Drawn. My parents, uh, my grandmother and them, moved to Compton back when <clears throat> to move out of Watts from a project into a home was like moving to uh, Beverly Hills or something. It was like moving to the west side. And um, and and I'm working on a documentary called, called Before the Lines Was Drawn in the Sand. And I'm using my mother and her friends <laughs> to uh, accomplish this uh, um um, uh, you know, this um, DVD that I'm working on. And it's a lot of things about Compton a lot of people don't know. Now, I was there when gangbanging kind of took off, and I dibbled and dabbed in it for a couple of years, but what saved me was I moved. And I was able to look at it for what it was. But when I was caught up in it, I couldn't see nothing else. And every once in a while, I'd get tired and frustrated, and I'd be like, what's wrong with these dudes? But then I had to go, wait a minute. A voice says, you was one of them dudes. And I had to sit back and go, wow. You know, uh, it was a time when people would come out with a football, a basketball, or a baseball, and mitts, and take everybody to the local park, or just start a game right there in the middle of the streets. But nobody take time with us no more. We don't even know who our neighbors are no more. You know, we have lost uh, uh, the family connection, the village mentality. You know, everybody's scared to speak on somebody else's kids because they might get cussed out by their parents because they'll believe the, 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 the kid over another grown-up nowadays, you know. So I commend you on, on creating a program to reach to you because without them, there is no us, and they are the future. Exactly. Now, so what I want you to do, Leon, is let us know, tell us um, how this program began and what are your endeavors for this program? What are you looking to do with this program? Okay. Well, the Real Change Program um, mission is to um, eliminate Eliminate the ghettos. Eliminate the ghettos. The um the is is to teach uh skills to the unskilled, teach the uneducated, uh feed the hungry. You know, and I know it's a big agenda, but real change right now, um uh, I had a meeting with the chief justice out here in Dayton, Ohio, named Walter H. Rice, right? And I explained to him that these blight properties that are in these neighborhoods, um, which we call slumlords, must be addressed. Because if you have a block and it's 10 houses on that block, but it's only two occupants on that block, that means it's a whole bunch of shrubbery and trash and all this different stuff down this block. So what I told him was, uh, real change, because I got my plumbing certificate, I have my HVAC, I have um, um, house wiring, apprenticeship, and I have a few people that are willing to help. Um, but the first thing is we have to address these, these slumlords. 
And if they're not going to uplift these properties, then the city needs to get an ordinance that they can take these properties, give them to the real change program, supply us with uh, community service workers, because they have community service workers with thousands of hours of community service that they'll give them a plastic yeah, bag and put them in the park. Yeah. You know, it's actually a waste of time because a lot of the guys that get community service, we know that they're, you know, mainly because most of us go to jail. You know, they never gave me community service. Uh, they gave me a prison term. But it is what it is. So I explained to him how we can utilize um, the community service workers, the volunteers, and the minimum um, uh, professional people that we have to pay. And what happens is we become self-sustaining when you start taking this property and this property and this property and you get, turn it over to the real chain, and the real chain goes and picks it up, and they rent it out. Now, once those three properties are rented out, the funds that come from those go right back into the real change program, and then we go out and we do three or four more homes. Well, this done repetitiously, sooner or later we have 10, 20, 25 homes, and we build up to where we become self-sustaining. That so is starts, a huge, yes. And it starts that to is... move and it starts to move and it starts to move and it starts to move, and I want the ghetto the the worst ghetto in Detroit. I want it to look like Beverly Hills. Clean. And this just gives our kids a fair chance at life. Well let me ask you this let me ask you this because you, you hit on a few things when you when you speak of the government and, and and government support. I mean it's uh, like taking the bulls by the reins. I mean, that's a big endeavor um, when you think about all the programs that, you know, have been tried and tried and tried to get off the ground in helping our neighborhoods. I've been, I mean, I went through, this, I went through a neighborhood in Baltimore and literally cried when I saw the, the, the dilapidation and the horrible um, living that, you know, our people was living. I mean, it was it was horrible. And, I mean, I'm, I'm from the East Coast. I'm from New York. But, you know, um, when you go into neighborhoods like that and when you see that there needs to be some type of change, a change needs to take place, when you talk to the government and those who are in the head, it's like sometimes I've been there against a brick wall. Don't, don't you find that sometimes? Yeah, and, you know, and I thank God for this judge because um, this judge here, he, he's, um, he has a heart, and he wants to help. This is one thing I can say about this judge. He wants to help, and he goes out. Now, after after our initial meeting, after our initial meeting, and I explained a little bit to him of how we can get it uh, really going, he set up another meeting on the fifth, and he's going to have some of the the um, the city uh, managers and these type of people to come to the next meeting. 
So by step stages and degrees, we're going to get this thing together. Yes, yes, um, yes. Because God is good, and God wants us to uplift the fallen and restore the broken. Yeah, he, he wants us to do his will instead of the will of the devil, which most of us live our life doing what the devil wants us to do because that's the lust of the flesh. Well, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you're here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio. We're going to take a short commercial here right now. T25CL, of course, we are an innovative company where we do global distribution for independent music artists, film, spoken word, and those who are out there in the industry, writers, and we are a platform for distribution, do worldwide distribution for all our artists. Uh, Get ready to open up a new venue uh, for stage. Uh, We're going to be performing, and we're going to have some great things going on with T25CL. Listen to our our, uh, music artist, uh, Charles Small, um, uh, Mark Allen Felton, Brenda Lee Yeager, he's the uh, sing along with Jerry Butler, uh, Myron Edwins, of course, myself, I'm on the, I'm there within my album, and so many others that's going to be coming on as well. Go to www.t25cl.com, view our page, support the independent music artists. And this is a key, key area where we talk about supporting one another. It, it, it's like it comes full Okay, so I invite you to go to www.t25cl.com. You're here at Roswell's Corner, and we do have another caller online. Let's see who this caller is. Caller, give us your name and where you're calling in from. This is Lorenzo. Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Murphy. All right. Thank you, my brother, for calling in. Oh, yeah, for sure, anytime. All right. So you've been listening to the show. What's your question or comment for our guest? Well, you know, I just came in, so I'm just, like, catching it. And, you know, it's just like everybody's doing things wonderful all around the nation that I see. And it's just wonderful hearing that it's another individual on a call for where we are on the West's woke side to making change, making a difference, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's just wonderful. I'm just delighted that I know this is why the diversity of the world is changing because it's people like him, people like myself, people like T25, like Roslyn, and we're doing little things to make big things happen. You know, it's not about the big people no more. It's about the little people. You know, yeah, I just had a meeting. I just had a meeting today where, remember, I was sitting I was trying to get this proclamation passed in Thompson. Now the California State Assembly is going to pass this proclamation for me on the 16th of July. At this our um, culture under construction event, so I'm very excited about that because it's not just a community proclamation. Now the whole state of California is going to be involved with this movement. Exactly. Now, Leon, uh, my brother Leon, I want to introduce you to Lorenzo Elvis Murphy because uh, you come from a similar background. Uh, Leon, uh-oh, I'm hearing a lot of noise in the background. Yeah, that's me. Uh, I mean, you know. Oh, uh, but um, uh, kind of mute your phones if you're if you're not speaking so that we can hear clearly our guest. Um, okay. But uh, brother Leon, uh, Lorenzo, I want to tell radio. Leon a little bit about yourself. Okay, hold on. I'm at the hold on. I'm so apologize with my partners. Can you give me like three minutes? I'm at the county at the store right now. Hold on. Let me put you on, on uh, you. No better. Right, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> All right, that's okay. We're gonna go to the next guest. Uh, let's see. We got another guest calling in for you, Leon. Guest, give us your name. And where you're calling in from? Hello. Hi. 
Hi, I'm, my name is Chanel, and I am calling hello. from Altadena. Uh, well, hello, Chanel. Now, hi. I am just calling in to listen. I received um, an invitation. I happen to know Leon. Hadn't got a chance to talk to him in a long time. Um, he is well, my... Leon, uh, here's Chanel. What is your question or comment for, for Leon tonight, Chanel? Um, I just wanted to let him know I'm so glad that um, he has set out to be a, a mover and a shaker and a game changer in his community. I think it's extremely amazing and awesome that um, after all that he's been through, that um, he's come out on top and bringing people with him. And like he said, it's not just about the the giant, bigger people, but small people as well. So, yeah. All right. Well, let me ask you this, because I'll always ask my guests, how do you know Leon? And what what is your association that you saw him go through this change of life? Well, he's married to my cousin. Oh, all right. Family. Yeah. Come on now. He's family. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm, I'm Chanel Berlin's cousin. I call her Aunt Berlin, though. And um, okay. I just sing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. I sang awesome. at your wedding. Oh, and you sing, too? Oh, see. I love that. I love that. All right. Well, very good. Thank you for calling in. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, don't, have, don't anyone go and... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say I would have muted my phone. I just I don't know how to uh, mute it. Oh, that's okay. You're good. You're you're in a quiet area, so you're just fine. You're fine. Okay. It's, it's Hi, Lorenzo. Leon. Hey, hey, hey. I know I haven't talked to you since you've been home, but I've been seeing you. Yeah. Facebook. It's gonna it's gonna get better. Yeah. All right, very good. It's got to get better. That's right. It's got to get better, Leon, because uh, Hello, Leon. We, we talk to Can uh, I ask you a question real quick? Go ahead. Uh, uh, wh- wh- where did you say you was from? Altadena. No, no, I'm talking to Leon. Oh, Leon. Oh, oh I'm, from, I'm from Los Angeles, California. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I remember now. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, well, how, so let me ask you this. About that area. Well, you're breaking up there a little bit, Joe. What was your yeah. question? What did you just say? Uh, no, I was saying I went to Crenshaw for a little while, and I kind of know a lot about that area. Oh, yeah, I graduated, okay. I graduated from Crenshaw in 1979. Oh, okay, I'm uh, 86. Okay, you're not, yeah. You was behind yeah, Strawberry and, and all of them. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, you're here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio. I'm going to have an open forum before we close out our show so everyone can have their last question or comment. Let's see if we can get uh, Lorenzo back on the line. Lorenzo, are you there? Yes, I am. By popular demand. Right. <laughs> you're popular demand. Well, you know, I, I want to... <laughs> you crazy boy. Let me, let me uh, have you share a little bit about your experience because you come from uh, which gang? What gang? Oh, I come from the Freeway Gang, the Freeway Boy Gang, which is affiliated with, with the Hoover Crips. You know, we was a branch of, you know, uh, Freeway Boys, you know, Freeway Rick crew, you know what I mean? Uh, the drug runners that was a part of the CIA Conscious War, how crack was out here in the grips and blood, Chris and Bloods was dispersed throughout the United States and stuff like that. 
Um, you might have seen me on American Gangster as Lorenzo Murphy uh, with Rick on BET. But after that, after I got out of prison, I just was determined to be a part of change, uh, get myself involved with things in the community that everybody else was scared to do, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Just just, bring, just, just, just trust a lot. Just get, get around people that believe in me again, you know, because when you come from the streets and you do things in the streets and you, you do damage, a lot of people don't trust you anymore. So I had to develop, re I had to reinvent myself. And mm -hmm. just for the last 20 years, I've been able to reinvent myself by dealing with educators, by dealing with people that believed in me. Um, like you were saying, you know, you want to develop a new city. That's my plan. That's the only way we can do it is develop new cities, new zip codes, you know, Come on. Um, yeah. new foundations. Now, like I say, once this, once they pass the proclamation in California, I feel this is going to be on because we're going to be able to spread this across the nation. Because once you do a proclamation, that means you're proclaiming issues. You're proclaiming the real problems, and everybody is proclaiming the problems. And that's the biggest issue out here now. Don't nobody want to proclaim issues like we used to have no more. You know, everybody's really basically complaining about uh, a personal, a personal, and it's a, it's a big group issue that we have. So I'm mainly out here connected with so many different organizations, so many different levels of community, uh, television, music. I look at it like it's, it's no limit where God can put me. So I'm, and I'm not afraid, you know. A lot of people are afraid out here. You know, they, they're afraid of new stuff. They're afraid of something that they never heard of, you know. But I'm willing mm -hmm. to, I'm willing to go places I've never been, and I'm willing to do things I've never done, and that's what makes the difference about me. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, thank you so, thank you so. Now, Leon, um, see, there are so many people who are on the same vein like you are, and this is what's so key about you know our black men rising up to the call. Now, I know that was another issue with you. Because can you think about that when there was people who you felt that they didn't have faith in what you were doing with Real Change Program? Yeah, um, he hit the nail on the head. And you can tell yeah. that he has a lot of life experience because that's the only way that you know these things. Uh, you, just, you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't get to a place where you go through the mill and then you lack that experience. See, you mm -hmm. obtain that experience that he just elaborated on. And his family members, they, they count you out. You know, your, 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 your school teachers, they all count you out because you're a thug, you're a, you're a dope seller, you're this, you're that, you're everything negative, you know. And when you say, okay, look, I'm through with that, it's changed, then they got one eye they got one eye on you. <laughs> yeah. So you have to go under, you have to be willing to go under the microscope, you know. Uh, and like Marvin Sapp said in one of his songs, you got to step out of your comfort zone. And that's what he was talking about, coming out of the comfort zone. See, and out of my comfort zone is when I step in a room full of marshals and judges and POs and all that, that's out of my comfort zone. Because mm -hmm. you're not comfortable in a room full of officers. So when you think of real change, 
All this comes into play. You have to change your company. You have to change everything about you in order to completely, really change. Yeah. Now, Leon, are you are you in a clear area? Because I'm hearing a lot of noise and you're breaking up. No, I, that's not me. Okay. Uh, let's see who that could be. Uh, uh, let me mute everyone. and will let let Leon go ahead and talk right now. Okay. Um. All right. There we go. You there, Leon? Yes, I'm here. All right, very good. And I'll unmute everybody in a minute. Um, but go ahead, Ed, because, you know, like you were saying, um, when you have those who are looking at you with one eye looking at you sideways, you know, saying, have you really changed or, you know, have you really turned your life around, uh, like Lorenzo was saying, it took him 20 years to get where he is right now. And he's doing great things, but, I mean, he was with Freeway Ricky Ross. He was his right. right-hand man, okay? And so when you're at that level, I mean, it's only, like you said, the grace of God that has brought you out. Uh, people praying for you or, you know, are you seeing that uh, uh, you have that support from some of your family members? I see you do have support from some of your family members who say, you know, he has turned his life around. He is trying to make a difference. He is making a real change, not only in other individuals' lives, but you're also making a real change in your own life, you know, and that is what's key. So let me ask you this. Um, from this step forward, let me. how did you go from uh, California to Dayton, Ohio? How did you make that change? Well, um, in the midst of my, my playing games, I was, I was going back and forth from California to Ohio, and this is where mm. I caught my case in Ohio. And okay. in the process um of me catching this case, you know, God took what man meant for bad and he brought a blessing out of it. Because mm-hmm. not only did I um get in my spirit the real change myself, but I got the program started. Then I started um accumulating property and um I brought my family out, you know, and everybody's doing a lot better. You know, so Good. through it all mm-hmm. uh it's been a it's been a blessing. But that's how we end up here. Um, you know, they say God works in mysterious ways. And let me tell you something, that is a factual statement. Because mm-hmm. I would have never planned <laughs> to go this route. But when I look at it, Rosalind, I look at the end results of it, and, you know, everybody is doing a lot better. Um, You know, it makes it easier to be that sacrificial lamb, as you might want to say, having to go in jail, you know, eight years and get out, you know. And at first everybody was in California. But now everybody's out here, they're buying property, they're getting ready to buy property, and, you know, they got good jobs, and they're just doing a lot better, you know. Mm-hmm. And these are the things that are on my spirit with this program. And it starts with us. It starts with my household. Now I mm-hmm. get my household up and doing a lot better. Now I go next door. 
See, mm-hmm. so it comes in step stages and degrees of 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 what we're doing with this real change. And I want to get it to the point where, um, like I told you before, when we were talking about the investments, where we need our funds so that when Rosin comes up with headphones or uh, a shirt or something in business, we have our own fund to back our own people and advertise on our own because mm-hmm. there's nothing outside the norm that's being done. If I have some headphones, the only thing that is happening is, is these people are putting money, investing money to advertise it around the world. And mm-hmm. they're getting multiple, multiple billion dollars off of it when they give you just one. So what we need to do is we need to change. We need to get us a fund that when these people come with these different ideas and inventions, that we can back our own and we start to do better as a team on our own. Exactly. That is so true. I mean, when you even when you think about it, like you said, you're starting with your own household first. How you can how can you build someone else's house if you can't build your own? Um, when you talk about uh, reaching out to the neighborhoods um, and reaching out to these young men and young women who are out there uh, still gangbanging, do you, you face that as well? I mean, because you still have them out there. You still have those, you know, young men who are, you know, still diehard gang members and gangbangers and, and not really looking to change their life. I mean, what do you think about that? Well, I'm prepared for that because that's why I say experience is the best teacher. Now, I remember mm-hmm. back, you know, when people used to try to tell me, right, and I didn't want to hear it. My mom, prime example, the church people, prime example, they tried to tell me, boy, don't do that, boy, boy, that. And, and I didn't want to hear it. I just wanted to run them up. Mm-hmm. So when I go out and I talk to these kids, I understand that they really don't want to hear what I'm saying. So I'm going to show and tell. See? So that's my whole objective is to get something done. And this is what I'm telling these officials out here. We need to actually get some things done. See, we can pull a couple of guys and teach them how to be plumbers. We can teach them how to be roofers. We can teach these men how to earn an honest living. You don't have to sell drugs. You don't have to rob. You don't have to do these things. But it's a lot easier to take some drugs and weigh it on a scale That's for uh, a man to go to a classroom and learn calculus. Come on. But what we have to do is we have to want change. Mm -hmm. And for real, we have to change. And we have to understand that it's a taught process. So once we start teaching while they're young, calculus, then they'll understand it becomes second nature instead of a, a difficult project. Yeah. So that's why I say, but first we have to start uplifting this community and get the, 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 the pop bottles and the beer bottles and all this trash out of our neighborhood, fix these places up, you know, then we employ little learning centers and, and homeless shelters and drug uh, rehabs, and we start to do these things. And we just start to uplift ourselves. And a lot of our people have a whole lot of money that they're not doing the right thing with. Now, they'll be like, well, who are you to say what I'm going to do with my money? 
They want to go gamble off forty, fifty thousand dollars. They want to do these things, which they can do because we have that freedom of choice. But when we sit back and we really analyze as a whole what's going on, that's defeating the purpose as a whole. If we can get some funds that would be put towards these communities that are just, I mean, blight properties everywhere, you know. And Detroit, I, I can't, I'm not riding Detroit, but Detroit is one of the worst four or five blocks just gone. But we have enough money within ourselves to go and fix these up. We have enough money within ourselves and stop busing uh, uh, little, little junior to the white school. We need to stop that. We need to go get the same computers, the same books, and the same material that they have in the white school, and the same attitude we need to have in our school. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, because you, that, that's something else that you hit key on, too. Because you find that, and, and we find it even here in L.A. And, and the different neighborhoods, that when they start building and start bringing in, you know, uh, the resources into the neighborhoods, you find that some of the people who are moving into these neighborhoods are either Caucasian or a different nationality. The blacks are moving out because they're not spending the money on these neighborhoods to build them up. The only time you start building up is when the you know um, you know the white man or someone else comes in, you know who are building who are, are purchasing the properties, uh, renovating the, the, the buildings, and um, are moving in. Um, have you found that to be the case sometimes? That is a fact. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm yes. gonna tell you something too. Um, in defense. Like the, the, the neighborhood sits right now, right? And those same properties are available for us. But we just do not choose to purchase those properties and fix them up. Now, take us out of the equation and put them in the equation. Now, they will go in there and fix up the same neighborhood, the same block, and it'll be clean. The houses will be nice. There is nothing wrong with us doing the same thing. We can't keep blaming mm-hmm. somebody else for something that we just refuse to do. And why is that? But because we find that to be the case, even when we had the uh, the, the riots here in Los Angeles, you know, the Rodney King riots and, and uh, a few other things that's going on here in South Central, but even in the nation's neighborhoods across this, this United States, when they're, they, you know, they on the news, they say, why are they burning down their neighborhood? Why are they burning down their neighborhood? Well, the fact of the matter is, is that we're not burning down their neighborhood. We're burning down built businesses that was owned by someone who didn't live in the neighborhood. We need to build businesses within our neighborhoods that's owned by those who live in the neighborhood. Those are the resources that you're talking about when we're talking about partnering with one another, when we're talking about being actively involved in uplifting our neighborhoods and bringing uh, the present and the future generations back into our neighborhood. If we teach our children that we need to, let's, let's build our own homes. 
Let's build our own business. Let's spend our finances and our resources in our own neighborhood. If we were to do that, let's uh, support um, 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 our, our sister who's uh, at her sewing machine every day making beautiful garments, you know, and, and she puts it in her store for, for our, our, our sister to purchase instead of going to Macy's or going to, you know, I mean, I ain't got nothing against Macy's and then, you know, uh, JCPenney and all those kind of stores, but the thing of it is we need to have that in our neighborhood. That is sad when we have uh, Walgreens and Walmarts and, and other Macy's and other stores moving out of the neighborhood because there's no resources coming into the neighborhood because we're always taking it out of the neighborhood. I got another caller, a caller from California. Caller, give us your name and where you're calling in from. Uh, we got a listener? Go I'm ahead. here. I'm here. This is Verlene Morris chiming in. Oh, awesome. Thank you for calling in. Oh, this must be the the, the better half. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm the other half. Yes, I am. Um, yes. I was um, listening in, and I was thinking about the neighborhood that we're currently in, how these people have been here for decades, and they are just waiting, it seems to me, for somebody to do something. So everybody is not leaders. They're just waiting. For example, I had um, here at this property that we bought in this neighborhood, which is another one that's dilapidated. We uh, fixed this property up and fixed another one up, and I started painting. And I've seen other neighbors start painting. You know, we start cutting grass over here. They start cutting their grass. So it's mm-hmm. like it, it'll be like a, a wildfire, but we have to get it going. Somebody yes. has to step up to the plate and make things happen because they ain't go, they're not going nowhere. Most of these uh, neighborhoods, the people there, there they're going to stay there. That's their block, they call it. It's their mm-hmm. block. But I've I seen something that really amazed me. And the fact was that whatever was going on in this neighborhood, the same people, even the ones that were doing things that's not even legal, they start painting and cutting. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just need and somebody leading to leading by exampleship. Exactly that that right there. So mm-hmm. I feel real positive about you know the movement that that we're trying to get going here, that we're getting going here. And um, I just feel like these people, they're just waiting on somebody to say, let's do something. You know, it's going to yes. be a struggle first, but after a while, I, I believe they go, it's going to catch on and everybody's going to, because just from that, I saw. And it amazed me. I looked around, I seen people throwing, painting and cutting and fixing stuff up, just like my neighbors. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I see that it can be done. You know, and, and that's um, the key too. You 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 wonder you think about that because it's not an impossible task. It's not impossible. Right. It's just right. it just takes you. You just need the people. You got to put a fire under them, or you just got to some has to light under them to say, "Hey, we've got to do something for our neighborhood." Ladies and gentlemen, I'm getting ready to unmute everyone so that you can have your last comments before we close the show out. Um, but we're going to start with uh, Ms. Ruby. Are you still there? I'm still here. 
All right. Do you have a last question or comment for uh, Leon tonight? No, I just really enjoyed the show, and I, I and I'm real positive that they're going to take off, and everything is going to uh, work out real well. You know, take the whole block, you know, you and block by block, you know, and just continue block by block, by, block by block. Because when you do that, then you give people places to live, and that helps the the neighborhood, you know, because there's a lot of homeless people that are living in those properties all around here and there. So if you clean it up, then it gives them some place positive to go and call home. So, yes, I really uh-huh. enjoyed it, and I'm so proud of you, um, Leon, and my sister, Verlene, and you guys just keep the Real Change program going because it will benefit the neighborhood, and a lot of people need love, and they need guidance and leadership. So and we all have talent, so you tap into your talent and be what God is calling you to be, and that's a leader. Exactly. All right. You're welcome. Okay. My, my next sister, my my sister who's a who's a classmate. Are you there? Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. And what was your your last question or comment for tonight? Well, I just want to say that I thank God for Aaron and for what he's doing, and also what I look at as I've been listening to the conversations is that what he has done is the things that he was doing wrong, the skill set that he was using to do wrong, he turned that around, and the same skills he's transferring over into doing the right thing. So good for you, Aaron, and, and God bless you and your wife, and keep up the good work. Thank you. All right. All right. Very yeah. good. Okay. And then how about my brother, who's uh, who was uh, your classmate in fourth grade? <laughs> is he still there? All right, that's okay. Hello? That's all right. Hello? Yes, go ahead. I'm yes. Uh, here I am. I'm serious. Okay. okay. What's, your, what's your last comment or question for tonight? Oh, okay, uh, Mr. Mr. Aaron Diamores. Aaron. Yo, this is uh, your boy, Rafael. Okay. All right, Rafael, go ahead. Uh, I love you, boy. I commend you and, and use the experience that God gave you. God allowed you to be on this side of the church, this side of the bar. Okay? All right? Use the blessing your mother gave you. Remember what you told me, that final lesson your mother gave you? Use that, Amen. man. Amen. <laughs> you hear me? Amen. You hear me? Yes, sir. All right. Don't have me, don't have me come out there and beat you up. <laughs> I love you, boy. Oh, that's I'd like to have a closing comment, please. Go ahead. Go ahead, my sister. All right. I love you, man. Right. All right, Aaron. Go ahead. I'd like to have a closing comment. I want to just say something, Aaron or Leon, that you had talked about in the gangs, and you had mentioned uh, Tookie Williams, Stanley Tookie Williams. In our society, we are always looking and seeking for a redemption story. And what I want people to remember about Tookie Williams is that even though he was incarcerated and he was on death row, he had a talent to write a series of books about turning your life around and away from gangs. This man was so gifted in what he believed in and making a change himself that he was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize mm. on death row. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for all the people out here who are struggling with the the not-so-good choices, 
you can go all the way where you can become national, international, renowned, as well as making a difference. I remember clearly when uh, Aaron sent me the proposal for the Real Change program, and I was highly impressed. So to everyone out there, and because of the remarkable redemption story of Tookie Williams, who was executed in California. Get your children in libraries. Get the books. Start with them early. And Aaron, Leon, who we love, keep the faith. Amen. Very good. Very good. Thank you, my sister. I really appreciate that. Um, all right. Um, how about the niece? Are you still there? Yeah, I'm Lorenzo. I'm Lorenzo still here. Oh, Lorenzo. Okay, go ahead, Lorenzo. Um, well, I want to make an announcement. I want to make an announcement. Uh, July 30th, 2016, I will be in Cincinnati, Ohio, with a team of my educators at the YMCA at 1425 Lean Street, Cincinnati, Ohio. The NFL and the YMCA is sponsoring me with my From Rock to Rock tour, Extreme Change Makeover. We've come and bringing educators there. I'm coming there to teach the youth in Cincinnati how to start their own radio stations. And just so happened, like this brother said, he got busted in, in, in Dayton. You know, he got busted. I also caught my case in Cincinnati, Ohio, in 1989. So now, after all those years, I'm able to go back to this community, the same one I went and corrupted with the Crips and Bloods, to come back and help their grandkids. To help to start radio stations. So I'm going to be out there July 30th. So I would love to connect with y'all because maybe we can connect and maybe we can, I can help you bring that program to Cincinnati also. You feel what I'm saying? Because I can't be there. You feel what I'm saying? And this is what I specialize in is connecting and finding the right people for the right connections. You know what I mean? I stay in my lane. That's your town. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. stay in my lane. I'm just going to come there and just present what I do. And then that's when you can come take the torch from me and keep on doing what you do to keep it going on in Ohio. Right. And that's what makes us Amen. a syndicate. That's what, and that's what makes us syndicated partners. That's why I tell people I'm syndicated with everybody across the nation, across the world. Because if I cannot do it, I have a friend that can do it. And you're my friend now. So I don't mind passing the torch to you when I come to Ohio. Right. There you go. It's networking. That's so key. Because that, that's what we need. That's what we need so bad is to work together for a common goal. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Uh, go ahead, my sister. Do you have a comment? Love you, brother. <laughs> no problem, bro. Oh. No problem. Anytime. Really yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. Yeah. Anyone like else to, have a comment? Go ahead. I'd uh-huh. just like to say um, I'd like to commend both guests, uh, Lorenzo and Leon, on the um, inner change that they first made and then the power move that they're making uh, with their, in their community and abroad. And to Leon, again, I just want to commend you on, you know, you mentioned first starting in your own home and making sure that your own family was taken care of and that they began to be owners of homes. Um, And it's so extremely important that uh, we build the foundation first. You know, how can the structure stand yet it has, unless it has an established, solid foundation? And I just like to thank you very much, you know, um, because I've seen the commitment that my cousin has to, 
um, your, your vision. And it's been a beautiful thing to see. Um, it's just inspirational to me very much so. And uh, thank you. Thank you. All right. Very good. Very thank you so much. Yes. Um, did we have another call that just came on, or was that – did you drop the call? No, that's how you drop calls. This is your knowledge. Oh, okay. What's your last question or comment at, Joe? Well, my comment is uh, – you know, I was just uh, uh, listening and uh, really enjoying uh, the things that he had to say and the movement that he has started. And I love the name because it, it has a, uh, uh, a subliminal, uh, 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 has a vibration to it that, that is inspiring. And, you know, we could teach people, but we also have to inspire people. You know, inspire people to want to do better. Inspire people to want to learn more. Inspire people to want to do more. It's the only way to do something different. Do something different. And I agree with you about fixing your home, and then you can help others. But see, what happened, what's been happening in the past is that a lot of people fix their own home and then move. Like, hey, I'm out of here. You know, but what we've been t- uh, uh, talking lately is, hey, instead of moving out, how about fixing your own neighborhood, you know, and, and making it a better and safer place? You know, a lot of people only think about them and their own family, but if you're not thinking about the kids that's playing with your family, them kids grow up to grab guns and end up shooting, you know, an innocent person in your family or whatever, or, you know, but if we if we get back into that village mentality where we also looking out for the kids around us and giving them some inspiration and things to do other than nothing, you know, if you ain't got nothing to do, you take kids to go play, and they go around and start throwing rocks because you ain't told them what to do, you know, and then they bust a window or something, and then they look stupid. Now, we mad at them, but we didn't give them nothing to do, you know, so if we inspire them and give them something to do, we can make a big change. And uh, one of the programs that I'm starting is Grown Men and Women's Society, uh, uh, giving back to the community, and that's uh, why so I love your 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 uh, what you're doing as well. And uh, like I said, we have to stop focusing on what they're not doing, what they're doing wrong, and inspiring them on what they can do. Exactly. Thank you so much, Joe. Very inspiring words. And that's just, that's, that's what's been so key. And that's what I, I love about my show is that networking. We need to continue to network across the globe because this is what it, this is what it's all about, getting our neighborhoods where they should be. Uh, um, uh, educating and inspiring and supporting our young people because they are the next generation, and we need to continue to do that. Do we have anyone else who might have a last question or comment for tonight for our guests? No? We're good? All right. Well, Leon, we're going to go ahead and let you have the last last uh, comment tonight. And uh, um, I would like for you to really, you know, uh, really enlighten uh, the people, our listeners, because we have so many people not only here in the United States, but this show has been broadcast worldwide. People are going to be listening to this. Of course, you're going to www.t25cl.com, and everyone listens across the nation and across the globe. And we want you, because you think about this. This is another thing I would like to think about, because not only do we see such depravity here in the United States, but you see depravity worldwide. You see it all around this globe. But like you say, it starts within your family. Then go next door to your neighbor. Then go to the next the neighbor down the street. And then, like your wife was saying, it becomes, it, it becomes a, a wildfire. It, it catches on. 
And these are the things that we need to continue to inspire our people. So with our closing comment, I want you to just speak to our people who are listening right now. You know, speak from your heart what you want to share about just making that real change. Um, I would say let's wake up. Let's wake up and look and see what's actually going on in our neighborhood. Um, We have Chinese people. You have um, uh, Arabs. You have all these different people in our neighborhood um, flourishing with businesses, taking money out of our neighborhood to go up in the hills with. When we can patronize our own business and we can take our own money and we can send it right back in the same neighborhood um, and recycle our own dollars. So we need to really wake up because uh, it's beginning to be nobody's fault but our own because we quick to patronize somebody else and give our money away and we don't want to patronize ourselves and elevate ourselves. So this is where we have to really change as a people. As a people, we really have to change. We have to understand that nobody is better than nobody. God is no respecter of person. So if we have the the desire to obtain the knowledge of business, we can run a business like any other human. So what we have to do is we have to seek knowledge. We have to get hungry. We have to get thirsty for this knowledge and just start to do better. And then we help our kids and their kids, and the cycle continues. I would say to the men that we have to step up and start being that leader of the house. We can't lay mm-hmm. around on a woman because she has Section 8 in the apartment and we mm. want to play. We can't play mm. those games. Because the woman is not the leader per God. She's exactly. not the leader. She's going to support a leader. And if you mm-hmm. wonder why, as a man, that a woman might want to run out with Jody, is because she's not satisfied. And she's searching for a leader. And if you're not that leader, she's going to search for a leader. But believe once they're content with the leadership and the direction that you're going in, that they'll be like Paul. And Paul said, I was content in whatever state I was in. Hmm. Preach it. You're preaching it, my brother. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> preaching it. That is so, uh, that's so true because I, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking when you're talking about, you know, we as women, we look up to the men to be that leader that they're called to be. They are the priests of the head. They're the head of the household, are supposed to be head of the household. Don't be sitting back waiting for the herd to receive her check on the 1st and the 15th or whatever that case may be. Um, the thing of it is, you know, we, we, we men need to step up to the calling that they are called to do. They're the priest, they're the head. And women, uh, women uh, if they don't, they should be looking for a man who is a leader. I I appreciate my brother Joe Knowledge. I appreciate my brother Lorenzo. They are stepping up to the call, stepping up to the plate, um, as you yourself 
um, are doing, Brother Leon. It's a great endeavor. It is a hard struggle, but it's not impossible. That's the key. It is not impossible. And as women, I know as your as your, your your family members, my sister Ruby and her sister and your niece and your wife, uh, and I, God, serious, I really give uh, uh, great honor to your wife who has been your backbone. She has really been there to support you and, and then your family members as well, uh, which is so key. In, in starting a company and, and getting the support uh, that keeps that company thriving and then also the, the support of those individuals who are in the judicial system. Hello, somebody. Who's in the government Amen. system, who sees the dream that you have and is supporting that dream and they want to see it come to fruition. So I really... Um, uh, support you. I honor you, my brother, for coming on to our show tonight. We're definitely going to uh, um, give a blast out. Now, um, tell us how we can contact you or how those who are um, listening, how they can contact you, your program, because we do have people back east who would probably love to be a part of this program or see what they can do. What example or what you can tell them that they can do in order to make their neighborhood a better a better uh a better thing to do? Uh, the real change program we have a um a email and it's real change program at gmail dot com. And this is how you um contact us. Um and I don't mind elaborating on my plan of action. You know, a lot of people say, well, hey, if you say that, they might steal it. Well, why do they think they're stealing my plan? My plan is to do the will of God. So it's no way that you can steal the plan because if if a man on the West Coast does what I'm doing on the East Coast, then we can meet in the middle and we can uplift everything. So Mm -hmm. the bottom line, we can just eliminate the ghettos, the low poverty areas. We can bring our people back in the business sector. See, so we need a lot of help. You know, um, one man is not going to be able to do it all. See, God doesn't operate like that. God uses multiple people. He can do it, but that's just not his plan. So, Mm. you know, today in my life, I adjust my life to the will of God. And in doing that, I understand what I must do from this day forward. And that's the first um, subject myself to the word of God. Is it a fight? Yes. Where I come from? Yes, it's a fight. You have to fight the flesh. Paul said you got to kill the flesh hundreds times a day. Every time it raises up, you have to kill it. You have to recognize that the devil is trying to trip you up. So this is where we have to, as a unit, we have to stay on point. We have to stay grounded in the word of God. We have to keep him first. And I'll say again to the men, to the men, the first thing we have to do is subject ourselves to God. That's number one. We subject ourselves to God and open our ears and um, open his word, and we apply our life to the word of God. And he said that everything else will be added on to us as leaders. You know, um, 
All we do is pray over the house. After you become a servant of God, you pray over your house, and you start to lead the way in the direction that you know they need to go. And you, by, and, and you lead by example, not by mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, looks like our, our friend Joe Knowledge, are you there? You had one last comment? Yes, yes. Uh, uh, you know, when I hear topics about, uh, you know, the growth of black businesses and stuff in the neighborhood, I always like to bring up uh, one more key element is that we need to uh, re-educate ourselves as business owners and how to deal with the public. We have a very um, 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 tarnished record as far as customer service. And, and, and even with the customers as well, because they're harder on black businesses than they're harder on everybody else's business, and there's some kind of psychological problem going on with us with this with this situation. And I, I, I'm trying to get with uh, Lorenzo and put together a, a DVD for 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 us, us business people who's going to, uh, thinking about going to business or in business to kind of give them something to remind them that these are people you're dealing with. Because, you know, people get burnt out when they hear the same question over and over, five different ways. They ask the same question, they answer it over, they get burnt out. And sometimes people need to be reminded that this is just this or, that, you know, to get back to the human side of things, you know what I'm saying? Because we've been so business orientated that we done lost the human side of us and we need to yeah. get back to the human side of us. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just exactly. want to bring that up. Yeah, that and that's key. That is very key. Customer service keeps the customers coming back. Good that he said the key thing that he said was education. Yes. And and somewhere down the line, um real change is going to have a uh uh some schools where we can educate our people, as I said in these fields because we we perish for lack of knowledge and and that's the best i can put it mm-hmm. you know we perish mm-hmm. because we don't have the knowledge that's out there we don't obtain it and in these public schools some of these teachers um and not, it's not all of them i don't want to bash the teachers but a lot of them it's just uh, a job you know yes and if the kids are are, are kind of disruptive um, oh, well, you know, uh, I'll be gone at 4 o'clock, you know. Mm-hmm. But when we take it upon ourselves as a community and we go back the way things used to run, when my mama used to whoop your butt when you acted up, my mama used to check you, your mama used to check me. And see, we mm-hmm. have to get back to these scenarios in order to get our people back subject to willing to learn. See, they have to be willing. You can't tell me nothing. You ain't my mama. See, we have to to turn this thing around. You follow what I'm saying? Exactly. It's only going to happen in step stages and degrees. And real quickly, I have an article of a young lady that's 10 years old, right? Her mom is a mathematician. Her brother is seven. Do you know they're doing college algebra and calculus? And, and the reason why is because they're taught out of love. Mm-hmm. See, their mom boom schools them, right? But they're taught out of love, not like a public school. 
So this what motivates me to open up schools where we can get teachers that will teach out of love and we can learn anything in the world. We don't have to be just football players. We don't have to be rappers. We can be scientists, neurosurgeons. We can be yes. anything that we want to be. Exactly. Exactly. Let me let me yes. let me inter, inter, intervene real quick. See, uh, I went to like thirty different schools because I moved a lot, and um, you know I, I went to school everywhere, all over LA, High Park Elementary to Sixty Eighth Street School to Sun Valley to Madison to, to Atlantic Drive. I've been all over the place, so I literally seen the difference in the school systems. I went to school in Denver, Colorado, Kansas City, Kansas, Houston, Texas. And I'm going to tell you, it busts my eyeballs every school I went to outside of the hood. There was a whole different program going on. When I was going to Sun Valley, when I was going to Sun Valley, I was running to my math class, running along with everybody else in the class, trying to be the first one there. Our teacher inspired us to be there. He would put trick questions on the on the board and have you you can either get a prize or you could be the leader of the class of the day or whatever. It inspired us. Then I, I was I moved from Compton, moved to Sun Valley, so they started stereotyping me as being some kind of tough guy, bad guy. And I just, I was soft as pillows, but I just went along with it and got myself in trouble and got kicked out. I went to a school two week, two two miles away. People were being bused to this school, but it was still a bomb school. We had this science book for two weeks doing spelling words. Then we put our brand new books. Everybody had their own book. We put them all back from the shelf. We did hands-on everything. I'm talking about cutting open frogs, lizards, mixing stuff we weren't supposed to mix, made a toxic smell. We cleared out the classroom acting like we was nauseating, <laughs> laughing and giggling at each other. I let, yeah. this this is only one year. <laughs> then I went back to Compton. I went from running to my class to running away from and hitting the fence trying to get up out of there. It's a difference. My school teacher then, he had one book, math book, and he scanned one page. He gave us all that one page. And as you got finished, you could stand up and learn this Kung Fu Kata from, from Shaolin that he knew. And we was all practicing karate moves because he really was a PE teacher subbing for the math teacher. Yeah, so yeah. when we talked about fair education, that's a big problem. And if you think it doesn't have effect in the community, yes, it does. You know, I, I was in Hollywood just recently looking at all these apartments everywhere, and there wasn't nowhere to park, right? And I'm thinking about how I used to think that because so many people were bunched up, it causes chaos. But I'm looking at all these bunched up people, and there ain't no chaos. You know, it's like, matter of fact, it's cool. They walking dogs. They doing this. They doing that. And it's all these bust up people. So we, yeah. like you said, we have to fix our own neighborhoods, and it starts with us. And we expect that somebody who doesn't grow up here, like this man said, he grew up here. So he sees the issues here. But when you got somebody who doesn't live here trying to fix the problems here, how that work? That's like an oxymoron. You know, how do you, how do, you do that? You learn something mm-hmm. in a classroom, and now you come in here and trying to tell us? When I'm here, I'm actually speaking to the people. I'm actually dodging bullets and, and all, everything you can think of. You know, so, yeah, it starts with us in education, and we have to inspire each other. We have to inspire these kids to want to learn more. When you talk, talk about right. education, well, like I said, you can't do nothing different unless you do something different. They wrote no thyself on them walls for a reason. And when you study that, you will understand. You will really understand what they meant by know thyself, how the conscious mind works, how the subconscious mind works, how the different energy centers in your body work. Certain emotions make your groin tighten up. Certain emotions make your stomach tighten up. Certain emotions make your chest tighten up. Certain emotions make your throat tighten up. 
tighten up. Certain emotions make your head spin. They was on some real know thyself type stuff. And when you get to know yourself and understand true history, then you start to make a change it's by default. You, your prism and outlook on life changes along with it because the truth will set you free. And I commend you. Now. Keep going. Yes. Uh, you know, keep inspiring. Keep having great ideas. And remember, just add that inspiration into all these situations because everybody needs to be inspired. Everybody needs to be patted on the back. They did a survey and said that that being patted on the back was a chemical reaction. And they was noticing that the kids that did, that, that were turned into serial killers, these was rich folks, right? But they were serial killers or they was in the woods and they were serial killers. But these kids were not being patted on the back. They was like, go play. Right, and they running around, you know, being hollered at every time they come in the house. Then they go outside and have a fight. Then the kids around them patting them on the back, like, "Ooh, you did that!" So now that feeling you're supposed to be getting at home, you getting in the street, and then they want to say the streets took you. Yeah, the streets took you because you was being beat up in the home. Everything you could do could either uplift, mislead, or beat down. And and and, and believe me. It doesn't take a beating to get a child to do something. Like, my auntie didn't have no kids, but she would pick up everybody else's kids to go have a cleanup party at her house. And we would come willingly because she made it fun. <laughs> if when we make things fun to do, we love to do it. Some people make mm-hmm. homework a punishment and don't even know they're doing it. A child trying to get their homework done. A parent get mad at them because they're not getting it fast enough. So now, the next time they go to do their homework, they're like, damn, if I ask her, she's going to holler at me? I don't want to be hollering at me, holler at me if I don't get it fast enough. But then they go and ask you anyway. Then they get hollered at again. So now the next time they say, oh, I ain't got no homework today because they don't even want to go through that no more. You know, so a lot mm-hmm. of us is, 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 is speaking deaf to these kids. And see, one of the things that we learn from the African culture is we must speak life into our words. So I changed the word crazy to amazing. That works for every situation. Try it because it is amazing to be that crazy. I changed yeah. the word hard challenging. That's going to be hard. That's going to be challenging. We have to change the vibrations we put out as well. You know, uh, uh, I, I noticed that 90% of the white people who, who don't, you know, they don't beat their kids really, but 90% of them be turned out to be successful. You know what I'm saying? So look at the numbers here. We're around here been beating our kids and look what done happened now. Look what done turned out. We using violence to, to solve our problems? No, we smarter than that. We need to use our mind. Can we outthink our kids? Can we outthink our oppressors? Because yes, we can. A kid mind and an adult mind ain't too much different. You know, you can pat them on the back about something and they'll be inspired to do more of it. There was a billionaire who couldn't get his people to make more than a certain amount of money in his business. He said when he walked through, you could hear a pin drop, right? Even the ele- the, uh, on the elevator, the janitor would look at the wall. He took this class uh, on behavior, on how he'd been treating everybody, how to, how to, how to, you know, influence people to do better. So when a, a dude came in, he he was supposed to get a hundred thousand dollars on this deal, extra on this deal, but he messed up, didn't fill file the paper fast enough, but he still was able to make sixty thousand. He said, under his normal state of mind, he would have fussed at him. He said, but since he learned this new technique, he said, hey, you know what? At least you got that sixty thousand instead of beating him up for we didn't do. He said, at least you got that sixty thousand. The next week, the man was running to him. Look, I got another hundred thousand dollar deal. Matter of fact, it's a 150. He said, but if I'd have beat him up, I would have broke his spirit. So we can't be around here breaking our kids' spirit. We got to lift, lift them and give them inspiration and know to, let them know that they can. Instead of people, I hear people say, what's wrong with you? Why are you doing that? Here, let me show you how to do it. Even though that person was trying to help them, that 
that subconscious attack on the mind bounces around in a person's head, whether we realize it or not. You tell a person enough time something, they're going to start to believe it and act out on it without them even realizing it. What's wrong with me? Like, something wrong with me. My auntie, I rest in peace. I love her for this. She say, you know better than I. The one that used to take us and have cleanup party. You know better than that. You know, instead of making me feel like I was dumb or something, she's like, you know better. And I was like, yeah, mm. you know, you right. You right. You understand what I'm saying? I just want to add that real quick. Thank you. Yeah, you, yeah, too. I know. You, you can go. You can go ahead. I, 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 I know. You're full of knowledge, my brother. But uh, my brother's back on the East Coast, and I know it's late, but I really appreciate you hanging in there, uh, Leon. I appreciate your your family hanging in there and listening to the show. It's been a great show, great show, uh, very informative. But I, I look for you to, you know, just continue uh, your endeavors of what you're doing um, um, with your program, the Real Change Program, and your mission will continue. The mission will always continue as long as you, I know, as a heartbeat and you have the support of your family and those who are around you. I really thank you, and I really commend you for, for being a part. And I thank you for the opportunity, and um, we're going to, we're, because it takes a, a village, and we're going to get um, this program, and just the idea of the program, we're going to get this sweeping worldwide, because education is key. And as the brother was saying, we have to start right there. We have to go educate our people to do better because we have to let them know that it can be done. You're not, you're not crazy. You're not stupid. You're just as intelligent as anybody else, and you can learn what anybody else can learn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly, exactly. Well, ladies and gentlemen, You've been here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Rosalind's Corner. I invite you to go and listen to the show. It definitely has been recorded. You can go back and listen to it within the next couple of hours uh, and upload it and listen to it over and over and grab all the nuggets and and see how you can make an impact in your neighborhood, not in your neighborhood, just right within your family. And also, look, go to our shows. We have five radio shows a week. We have, of course, Lorenzo Elvis Murphy on Monday nights with Compton Politics. We have Tuesday nights with Barbara McGee and Rodney Best. Rodney Best with a Straight Talk with the Hired Brush. Of course, my show, Rosalind's Corner, is on Wednesday nights. On Thursday nights, we have Dr. Nanana Cueco and Corey Jeffries with Soul Vibrations talking about the neighborhood, and then also we wrap up the week with none other than my sister Sandra Keys with Keys to the Kingdom, the gospel industry of bringing about the word. So we want to thank all of you for joining us. Thank you, my brother Leon. you got to come back and give us, you know, an update as to what's going on and, you know, how we can even further to, to get the, spread the word out, not only in your neighborhood, but neighborhoods uh, uh, nationwide. So thank you so much for joining me tonight. And thank you for the opportunity. And we You're will so keep you welcome. Yes, definitely, definitely, sure will. All right, well, we want to thank everyone for joining us tonight, and we want to just say have a good night. Good night, everyone. God bless. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.